Christchurch Mayor Leanne Dalzell. Morning, Leanne. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thanks. What did you um, What did you think of? What was your reaction when you heard about this tragedy, uh, the shooting at the party in Christchurch on Friday night? I, I think, like the whole city, we've just been utterly shocked by what is a senseless act of violence. And uh, I mean, I'd love to take the opportunity here to offer the city's condolences, my personal condolences to the to, to Connor's family. Uh, our hearts just go out to them. Does it make, what does it say about the environment, do you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I don't know how this happened. I mean, you know, this is an, an innocent young man, an innocent bystander. Uh, something was going on that he had nothing to do and knew nothing about. Um, I was talking to the principal of a school over the weekend and, and he was utterly devastated. They've got counsellors at the school today. And, and I just think one message that I'd like to give is that it's really important to provide these young people with the space to talk about their feelings because this will be devastating. It seems somewhat trivial to move on to other matters, but there are other things mm. for us to discuss. What do you make of the motion by a couple of your councillors to get a, a separate glass recycling bin in the city? What's, what's your response to that? Well, we've been working on that for some time, uh, and uh, so I actually asked um, the uh, staff to put a, an update report on the agenda just to, uh, well, some information, staff advice about um, separate glass collection, just to remind people about all of the issues that are involved. So the, the notice of motion, I'm sure, will be carried, and uh, we will be in a position to... Uh, consider the issue of separate collection and recycling of glass as part of the 2022-23 annual plan, which is what the notice of motion asks. Um, but what what they have raised uh, is is a is a big issue because, of course, central government have announced there's going to be a container return scheme, which will be implemented, we're told, sometime next year, and that makes a big difference as to what is going to be available for recycling and what will be picked up by the container return scheme. So uh, so there are lots of issues at the moment. Um, and the main driver for us removing glass from the collection of recyclable materials is the improvement in the quality of the products of, um, you know, sort of fibre, plastic and glass received compared to co-mingled collection. And I guess the presence of glass in the co-mingled waste stream negatively impacts the sale price and marketability of the other product lines. So that's the, the key reason for taking the glass out. Uh, we did look at it. Um, we had an unsolicited proposal for a separate glass collection um, model. I think that was last year. And at at that time, the proposal was deemed to increase costs and place considerable risk on the council. So it's not straightforward, but it's really good that councillors are keen to have this matter on the table for the annual plan. I was going to ask you about cost. What, how much would it cost to have a, a separate glass collection? Well, it, it, I don't have all of that information. That's part of the service delivery review. They, these are called Section 17A reviews. There's quite a significant uh, body of work that goes into the whole of 
um, uh, waste and recycling. And so as a result, this particular part of the work program will be pulled out and available for recommendations to go into the annual plan. So all of that information will be publicly available as soon as that work is complete. All right. You've got a rough idea, though, what the council will be looking at? No, I, I, I literally don't have it in this, in this document that's in front of me. Um, but I'm sure that is a question that will be asked and answered uh, on Thursday when we consider the notice of motion. OK. How much would the cost be a factor in going ahead with this? I think cost is part of the factor, but I think the one thing that might delay it will be whether the government has made progress on the introduction of a container return scheme. Because, you know, they've had to model for anywhere between 20 to 80% reduction in the amount of glass collected at the curbside where there is a container return scheme. So, I mean, 20% to 80%, that's a huge range. And so that has a huge impact on the cost. So effectively what it could mean, though, is we have four bins at home. It could be. It could be. It's definitely, we're definitely open to it. Can we talk chlorine? Last week we touched on it when we were talking mm. three waters and people um, people were very interested in it. Good. Can you um, <laughs> can you just uh, no, just, well, it's just nice that people were actually interested oh, in, yeah. in the in the detail of this? Okay. Can I just ask you? A co- we, just... We've lived and breathed this for the last um, four years. All right. Can you just clarify for me? So we we have water. We have we have chlorine in the water in most parts of town still. Is that right? Yeah, yep. 20% of the uh, households don't have chlorine. Right, so the answer is 80%, all right. And yep. so under with the under is it under three waters or is, is it separate from three waters? You can't change that until you meet certain requirements that satisfy the government. Yeah, so uh, this is terrible when people say, is this under three waters? There's, there's, there's several things going on here. Um, so the three uh, the three waters review was started back in 2017 after the Havelock North incident, and that was where uh, 5,000 people got sick, several were hospitalised, and up to four people died. Uh, there were lots of things that went wrong: total failure on the part of the local council total failure on the part of the regulators, including the Ministry of Health. So an inquiry followed, Three Waters Review was started, uh, and what happened as a result of that was that uh, there became an increasing disquiet about below-ground wellheads. That was part of the problem in Havelock North, and so so many of our wellheads were below ground and all of a sudden we couldn't get engineers to sign them off. So we lost our secure status at the end of 2017. And so at the beginning of 2018, that's when we began chlorinating our water. That's because we'd lost our secure status under the rules that existed at the time. And I guess what I've been trying to say to people over and over and over again is that the rules keep changing the bar keeps lifting as people get more and more um, concerned about the quality of water that is delivered to people's homes. Now, Christchurch has always taken the position that our number one um, obligation is to deliver safe water. But we believe that with a secure water supply in our aquifers, we are able to deliver safe water 
that doesn't have chlorine. We have had a real difficulty getting uh, the, the, the new sort of regulatory system that's been put in place under our water safety plan, getting the drinking water assessor to, to sign off on the removal of chlorine, and that's why chlorine has been reduced down to um, 0.2 parts per million um, compared to the one part per million right, okay. initially used. What's so the? I'll, I'll need to get I'll, I'll need to get shorter answers, otherwise you'll run out of time, oh, Leanne. Oh, look, I'm sorry. That's yeah. all right. That's all right. Um, so detailed, and I do apologise. Yeah. yeah. What's the sticking point then? Well, the sticking point is that um, ultimately the the government made the decision, and it was universally accepted that there had to be a better structure put in place to secure the water supply. So they introduced legislation uh, which has now come into effect or is coming into effect on the 15th of uh, November, uh, which requires drinking water suppliers to chlorinate their water supplies. They call it residual disinfection, but there's only one method of residual disinfection and that's chlorination. Right. The exemption process doesn't come into effect until the 1st of March next year. And because of that, we've got really until the 1st of March next year to prepare ourselves for applying for an exemption. And that's what we'll be doing. OK. And what's the, what's the at this point, what's the likelihood of that happening? Well, my view is, and this is just my view, is that the council staff have done such an exceptional job on both the Wellheads programme, but also the backflow prevention and the reservoir uh, work, suction tanks work, that needs to be done in order to establish that we have got uh, control in a risk management environment. So this is all about risk assessment, risk yep. management, and we feel that we'll be in a position to uh, put forward a very good case to the regulator for this exemption. So, you give we'll, so it's 100% we'll likely... to be the first ones to apply, John, Yeah, I was going to so say, know. So, so the answer of that is 100% confidence in your application. Um, the question, though, was <laughs> what is the likelihood of the exemption being given? Well, I don't know the answer to that question. Tamata Arawai has replaced the Ministry of Health when the Ministry of Health completely failed to um, provide for uh, safety around water regulation. Okay. Tamata Arawai know that their responsibility, they know their responsibilities, they've been set up for this purpose, we probably will be the test case. Okay, I've got, a, the I've got a couple... off the block, so right. I can't predict. Got a couple more questions. Is it the water reforms themselves you're opposed to, or is it the way they're being implemented that you're opposed to? Uh no, I'm not opposed to to reform. I mean, you know, wind back. What do you mean? Well, are you opposed to... It's the model. It's are you the opposed model to the I'm new water authority to. or are you opposed to the, the government? No, 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 no. So this is, this is what frustrates me. The, the water authority, the Tomata Arawai, great. Totally agree with... We want a decent water regulator that is capable of actually doing its job, which the Ministry of Health completely failed to do. So very happy with Tamata Arawai, totally agree with the water regulator being put in place. That's got nothing to do with the, 
the delivery of three water services. That's what the three water reforms are about. Right. Okay. So, so two you, different issues. Okay. Completely different issues. So are you opposed and to the reforms? I'm so annoyed listening to people who should know better saying the fact that we're still chlorinating our water is an excuse for the government to regulate the delivery of three waters. Like who? Who's that? Who says that? Who says that? Who says that? the opposite. Who says that, I read a former, former chair of, um, uh, um, of Environment, Canterbury, wrote a letter to the Star um, last week. It's just, it's infuriating. It's got nothing to do with chlorination. Chlorination is to do with the regulatory framework that has changed. One final thing. A caller raised the issue of fluoridation. Um, where does Three Waters put fluoridation? Three Waters and fluoridation have got nothing to do with each other either. The government has taken the question of fluoridating the water supply and given it to the Ministry of Health. And what's your view so on the it? The Ministry of Health now is the organisation that will decide whether our water is fluoridated or not. And what's your view on that, Leanne? What's your view on fluoridation? Well, I've, I've always expressed a personal view on the, on the subject. It's not a, a, a city position because we haven't adopted a city position. And what's your personal view? Well, I personally grew up with fluoride tablets, um, and so I had very good teeth as a result. But I don't necessarily believe that... Uh, uh, medicating the water supply is the way to um, require that to happen. So you're, I don't oppo you're opposed to fluoridation, are you? No, I'm not opposed to fluoridation. I said I grew up with fluoride tablets. I didn't drink it in the water. All right. I think we've got an answer there. We'll talk, we'll talk, uh, yeah, we'll talk next week. It's no holiday next week. Thanks, Leanne. Okay. Okay, see ya.